and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis through the lens of sustainability on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing a recent report on thematic investing. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined by Mark Buckley, Head of Investment Management with Coalition Greenwich. Welcome, Mark, and thanks for joining me. It's great to be here. Mark, as I mentioned, BNP Paribas Asset Management has recently published its second report on thematic investing research. The first one was in 2020. This study was conducted in partnership with BNP Paribas Corporate and Institutional Banking and with the organization Coalition Greenwich. The survey covered almost 200 institutional investors and intermediary distributors in Europe, Asia and North America. Let's talk about some of the findings of the report and let's start with how and why, Mark, from your readings of the results, are investors using thematic investing strategies? So as a start, I think the best place to look at is current usage of thematic investing. So one of the things that we looked at in the research was how many investors are using thematic investing today. And the headline number is just over half, 52%. So this research conducted globally, conducted with both institutional investors, asset owners, pension funds, as well as with intermediary distributors such as private banks and retail banks. Just over half, 52% said they're currently using or planning to use thematic investing. And the breakdown for the remainder, about uh, a quarter said that they may consider thematic investing strategies. And then about a quarter, 24% said that, no, we're not planning to invest in thematic investing strategies. So that a little bit about the the current state of, of the usage. We did look at that across regionally. And what we saw is some differences. Very prevalent in Europe, 66% said that they are using or planning to use thematic investing strategies in Europe. In Asia, the relevant figure was 41% and just over 20% in North America. So we did see some differences on a regional basis. We also looked at it by the investor type, and there we saw a difference. Institutional investors, just over a third said, yes, we're employing thematic investing strategies. And on the intermediate distributor side, it was close to 80%. So quite a big difference there. But I think the overall, you know, in terms of where we are today, it definitely has gone mainstream, particularly in Europe, particularly with intermediary distributors. So that was a little bit about use. We followed that with asking where, you know, which asset classes are you allocating to for thematic investing strategies? And if we just take equities and fixed income, 85% of the respondents said that we are allocating to active equities using thematic investing strategies, 85%. We expected that figure to be on the high side. What was interesting was the fixed income, 67%, about two thirds said, yes, we are employing thematic investing strategies for active fixed income. So that figure a little bit higher. Now, coming around to objectives, I mean, why? And you asked the question, why are investors using thematic investing strategies? Really, there were two main reasons that they told us. Number one, achieving a positive impact, making a contribution to sustainable outcomes. So 70% of the respondents said 
this is a reason we're using it. We're using thematic investing strategies. And in fact, that was the number one objective in both Europe and Asia. Second was enhancing investment returns, so generating alpha. This was the second highest objective. Um, Across regions, it was felt to be important, but this was actually number one in North America. So in North America, we saw a little bit of a difference there where enhancing investment returns was the number one objective. And there were some other reasons, of course, diversification, risk reduction being a primary example of some of the other objectives. So I'll just take a very quick moment on the non-users. So I mentioned about a quarter said, no, we're not using thematic investing strategies. So we were interested to say, well, why not? And the two primary reasons were, number one, investment performance concerns, and number two, high fees or costs. And as you mentioned, we had conducted this research back in 2020. And in fact, those are the same two reasons that the non-users gave at that time. So those were the, for the non-users, the two primary reasons to say not moving forward. We did ask them if there's anything that would make them more likely to consider investing in thematic investing strategies. And the feedback was principally around education, increased understanding, understanding where it fits within our portfolio, or for some of the investors, understanding the link between ESG and sustainability and thematic investing. And did you find between the two surveys that the percent of positive respondents in all the regions increased from 2020? What we found is in terms of use uh, that increased in Europe quite significantly. So back in 2020, 46% said that we are using or employing, and that's up to 66% now. So big difference. Where we saw a slipback actually that was in Asia. So in 2020, 54% said that we're employing it. And in this research, 41%. Now, obviously, if you think back, obviously, the last 16, 18 months have been pretty difficult. So I think it has been a difficult market environment. And so we did see a bit of a slip back uh, in Asia. Very interesting. Well, we've talked a bit about kind of the who and, and the why and the where of thematic investing. Can you elaborate a bit more on some of the themes that investors particularly found appealing? As a starting point, one of the questions we asked is, when you are considering thematic investing strategy, what are the most important factors? And those factors are things that we'd expect to see, risk management, the investment process, the portfolio manager. But number one, clearly number one, was the relevance of the theme. So when investors are thinking about making their investment, the, the relevance of the theme is the number one thing that they're looking at. So it's critically important to understand which of these strategies investors find most appealing. We looked at this from two different ways. So first, as we've seen already, the number one objective was achieving a positive impact, making a contribution to sustainable outcomes. So we looked in at sustainability themes, a whole series of them. We looked at 16 different, and these were around energy transition, things such as renewable clean energy, climate change solutions. They're around environmental sustainability, things such as water or circular economy, food innovation, and also around equality and inclusive growth. So things such as health and well-being, diversity and equality, education, human rights. So we looked across these sustainability themes and there were two that clearly came out as uh, most appealing. So number one was renewable clean energy and over 50% of the respondents said that this is very appealing. And in fact, that was the number one sustainability theme across all three regions across Europe 
Asia, North America. So that was number one. Number two, climate change solutions. And that, again, just about 50% indicating that's appealing. And that was particularly strong in Europe. So those were the top two. And I just mentioned two others, which weren't the top two, but were kind of in the next grouping that came out quite highly. One, net zero strategies, and the other, water. So those were the next groupings. So we looked at them, as I say, from the sustainability themes. And then we looked at us from a different angle, some different themes, more around innovation and disruption themes. So these were things like blockchain, smart cities, consumer innovation, biotechnology. And again, we asked the respondents which of these are most appealing. And again, here we had actually two that were came to the top. One was robotics and AI, artificial intelligence. That, in fact, was number one across all regions. Uh, and then the second was healthcare innovation, uh, which came strongly across all regions, and about 60% of the respondents indicated. So those were clearly the top two across all regions. One I would mention, particularly in a European context, that came out number two in Europe was biotechnology. So that was another theme that came across quite strongly. I think it's quite interesting to see the interest that's coming because of these climate-related issues, but also some of the ones that seem to be a, a consequence of the pandemic and all the aftershocks that we're feeling from an economic point of view. Talked a little bit about what people are looking for when they invest in thematics. Can you talk maybe a bit more about some of the other benefits that uh, investors perceive from thematic investing? I think it's helpful to go back to the main objectives. So those, you know, the first objective that came across from the investors is achieving a positive impact, making a contribution to sustainable outcomes. And it's clear in this research that thematic investing fulfills this objective for many investors. And, you know, we saw those two sustainability themes that came out very strongly, renewable, clean energy, climate change solutions. We did ask another question with regard to how strongly the investors associate sustainable thematic investing with impact investing and very strong link 95 percent of the respondents said we see a link between those two things sustainable thematic investing and impact investing so for many investors thematic investing does meet their objective to achieve a positive impact and make a contribution to sustainable outcomes i think that looking at the second objectives from the investors enhancing investment returns we asked a couple of questions around this one around the short term and long term so we asked what impact do you think that employing thematic investing has on short term investment performance. And by short term, we define this as up to three years. The response, 34% of the investors said that we believe that thematic investing has a positive impact in the short term. So again, this is up to three years, 34%. Uh, only 7% said a negative impact. And then it was split between those who said basically no impact in the short term, and then they're not sure. Interestingly, this figure, when we conducted this research three years ago, was 50%. So it's actually fallen from 50% to 34%. Fewer of the, uh, the investors saying that thematic investing has a positive impact in the short term. Now, what was quite interesting was to compare this with their views on the long term. So we asked the same question. What impact do you think pulling thematic investing has on long-term investment performance? This was out to five years. And in this case, completely different response. 84% said, we believe that thematic investing has a positive impact 
uh, in the long term. And this was very similar to what we saw three years ago. So in the mid 80s, a uh, very high percentage uh, saying that a positive impact. And we looked across that by the type of investor, whether they're an institutional investor or an intermediary distributor, very similar. And we saw that expectation for long-term positive impact very strong in both Europe and Asia, a little bit less in, in, in North America. So whereas we have the figures, uh, you know, 85, 90% almost of investors in Europe and Asia seeing that positive impact in the long term, about 60% in North America, so a little bit lower. And in just carrying that on in terms of the perceived benefits, what does that mean kind of looking forward? We asked investors about their plans over the next three years and what you know, how they plan to use thematic investing in their portfolios or their clients' portfolios. 70% of the investors who are either using or planning to use or may consider, 70% said that they plan to increase their focus on thematic investing over the next three years. So very high figure, 84% of intermediate distributors, 56% of institutional investors, and very strong across both Europe and Asia, again, a bit less in North America. But it's clear that given the perceived benefits that we've already talked about, there's certainly further room for thematic investing to grow. I think that's a really crucial point, Mark, about the percentage of respondents that feel it has a positive impact on returns over the long run, because you, you, you need to see a sustainable impact and positive uh, for returns if we really want people to, to stick with this over, over the long haul. If I can summarize some of the other key points that you made, uh, if we think about the percentage of investors that are currently using or plan to use thematic investing, uh, you said that over half of investors are planning to do so, and that percentage is expected to increase. If we think about the asset classes where investors are looking for thematics, not surprisingly, active equities, uh, a big share, but interestingly, uh, an increasing share now to active fixed income. So one of the developments that you noted over the last couple of years. And fundamentally, why are they doing this? Uh, number one, wanting to have a positive impact, uh, hoping to achieve sustainable outcomes, but again, importantly, also enhancing investment returns, of which a quite high percentage believe that it did over the long run. And then finally, the most popular themes that you found were renewable and clean energy thematics, and then also climate change solutions. And as it happens, those align with some of our own investment themes that we see as key for the future at BNP Paribas Asset Management, which include energy transition, environmental sustainability, equality and inclusive growth, health and wellness, and technology. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Heads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. For listeners who have devices with Alexa, you can ask Alexa to enable investment insights or search for investment insights on Amazon under the category Alexa Skills. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris and Mark Buckley. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. 
please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.